welcome to the Open Door Podcast. I am Faison Myers, and I'm here with Campbell Osborne, Miles Miller, and we are excited to bring forth another episode. Uh, but first and foremost, as always, we want to get into our warm-up question before we get into the main topic of this episode here. And I think, Miles, I think you got one for us today. So the warm-up question is, tell us about your favorite teacher, your favorite lesson, or your favorite class that you have experienced in, in you know, the collegiate or uh, high school curriculum. Can we do middle school? Yeah. Okay. That, that's really All like, right. Man, all I was, <laughs> so... I already know my hands down was my guitar teacher, Mr. Sauer. And it's funny enough, his name was spelled S-A-U-R-E, I believe. But like, if y'all remember the movie uh, School of Rock with with Jack Black, Uh, he literally was him. Like, even looked like him and all to the T. And like, one of my little unknown facts that people don't know is I know how to play the guitar, one, because of his class, but he just made the class so fun. And I really enjoyed, you know, learning from him, not even just about guitar, but he was always teaching us like lessons and, you know, always saying, believe in yourself and, you know, never kind of limit yourself to just one goal, but always keep on striving to do more. And funny enough, now to this day, me and him are friends on Facebook. So I hit him up periodically here and there, you know, check up on the family, how the loved ones are doing. Uh, So that was my favorite teacher. And, you know, I can kill a... I can do Blackbird by the Beatles now, you know, that, that's real smooth, so. You are getting a guitar hero. Yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> hey, yeah, Miles, no, when I get on guitar hero now, it's rap, so. Man, I'm going to say my favorite will have to be uh, Dr. Cunnell. If you go to North Carolina A&T, take down the Cunnell's philosophy 101. He will change your whole perspective on life. He will teach you a lot of things, change your whole way of thinking, like, it was probably the best class. And that has that class had nothing to do with my major at all. It was just a free elective. He really changed the way I think in life. That would probably be my favorite. Hmm. So yeah, highly recommended class. Highly recommended class. I think mine would have to be uh, Miss Russell. And the reason why I say Miss Russell, uh, this was fourth grade. She was the foundation of the, the person of who I am today. Like, challenged me to think, um, you know, was just a very monumental person in my life and with that I think that is where I started valuing outside school's education mm-hmm. meaning like there's education in the world beyond just books mm-hmm. and tests so that, that that for me would be mine and I think that's a good segue into today's to today's topic so yeah so today's topic is about can you learn during a test and what I mean by that is not only academically like can you learn during an actual test but in life and through experiences like life will put you through tests god will put you through tests your friends will put you through tests but can you learn from being in that test or or are you just using previous knowledge to i guess survive that test so for me personally i'm gonna say yes Mm -hmm. and i guess where this idea came up from was um I'll be open and honest, you know, no, no need to lie. I, yeah. I cheated through a um, stress management class because it was so easy. It was like, this doesn't even deserve my time. Yeah. But so when it came to the final exam, again, I was cheating. But for some reason, I, I wanted to read the questions and yeah. actually read the answers. And while doing that, I was like, wow, this is 
pure knowledge. Like this is spitting free game yeah. about mental health, like um, how to view the world and things of that nature. And I was learning during the test. And so then it kind of made me sit back and think like, well, what type of test has either God or life put me through? And what did I learn from it? How did I grow from it? Mm-hmm. And things of that nature. And so I kind of wanted to share stories and experiences with you all. And I'll let you all respond to that. Yeah. Um, I like that. You know, I think the best way to connect with somebody is to share personal anecdotes of what they go through mm-hmm. to realize that my point is valid to me because of X, Y, and Z. But I, I agree with your question too. And I say, yes, that you can learn while taking the test. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if you have something in mind and you have to read something, you're not even realizing it, but off of just secondhand nature and just the uh, background knowledge of what your mind is doing for you, you're learning as you do. Mm-hmm. So even me, I'm learning as I talk yeah. because I am now formulating the words that I want to say next mm-hmm. and I'm learning, hey, can I pair this word and this word yeah. together? And your brain does it so quickly, you don't realize that it's instantaneous. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you are learning something and when you put it into an exam format or a test format, uh, that's the same thing as well too. And kind of take a little bit biblically, uh, my uh, mother's bishop at church, he had a sermon one day where he said in life, you're giving a lesson, then you're giving the test. Mm-hmm. But vice versa, when God gives you something, he gives you the test and the lesson. Yeah, yeah. And me and Miles was talking about that. We were saying that's why the school system is so backwards. Yeah. Because why would you prepare me for something when I never experienced it yet? So when it does happen, I'm, I'm shaking out of my boots. I'm like a chicken with his head cut off. Mm-hmm. So it's now I'd rather experience it, fail it, realize what I did wrong, go back to the drawing board and then learn from my mistakes. So I think that's the way that I want things to go, especially in the school system. But, you know, we're not the secretary of education for the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Segway off that. We had did a study in class in my uh, psychology class. We was going over how we should start giving pretests to see what students know so they can learn. So we can see what to base the material off of. Because you basing off of just a, uh, a basic background of who the students are just because they're college students. Every student might not know the same thing. So you do a, a pretest, see where they are, so you can set your standards to teach everyone. And then you do your post-test to test their knowledge that they've learned. Instead of just giving them a post-test off the knowledge that they learned in class, off different lessons and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you have that post-test and that pretest, you can kind of figure out and help them. I say it's, it's just like with life. You know, you have stuff that sets you up for your test in life, like you, yeah, everybody comes from different backgrounds. You have different struggles. Like your struggle might be different from mine's, and Faison's struggle might be different from mine's. We all have our different struggles, so we all have our base background to face those t- tests. With different backgrounds, that actually is how I believe. So same way how Faison says, you know, I'm not the secretary of education, but I believe that how schooling should work is you bring in somebody who is a business owner, or you bring in somebody who is a um, famous physician or mm-hmm. famous doctor and things of that nature, they, they give you real world problems. They yeah. say, you know, I had this and I failed this. The IRS audited me for this or unfortunately, you know, somebody lost their life under my knife and this is what had happened. The students then should analyze and study what would they have done in a situation to be, to, you know, be successful in. Because 
if you're teaching people previous knowledge and, and honestly it's just fluff yeah. like in middle school through high school we were learning about history and things of that nature who cares yeah. unless you're going to be a historian or Indiana Jones out here searching for the crystal skull who cares <laughs> yeah it's true yeah so it's like why not give us real world applications in which we can grow from and learn and I think you know you, you brought a good point especially in college and you know me being an engineering student we don't learn unless we go out into the workforce mm-hmm. and for me i've had plenty of internships i've taken a whole year off at one point in time and two and worked two full-time jobs but i can tell you in that one year alone i learned much more than the two and a half years i had of schooling mm-hmm. and to think about it i can say that that was my test right there my test was going out of my norm going into an, a, a completely workforce, uh, workforce, being an employee to an employer mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I'm coming in here with no knowledge. How can I be the best person I can be for myself in this business? Mm-hmm. And I had to learn as I went through, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm gonna make a left and that's all I know, do I know, do I go backwards? Do I make a right? Do I go straight? You know, what's my next test? But you have to figure it out right then and there at that position. So I think that's kind of something that a lot of people need to realize. But at the same time, we have to go out our way to even do that. Yeah. The school don't, they they teach us conceptual design, you know, for engineers. They teach us, hey, in a perfect world, this is what happens. But the world's not Not perfect. perfect. But the world is not perfect. Nowhere near perfect. So you're going to get hit with speed bumps and constraints and stuff that's going to make it a whole lot harder to do what you need to do. So when you come out of this position, are you actually prepared for it? Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, school systems kind of use that to their advantage because now you got to pay more money to realize how can I get much more learning of yeah. if I'm not going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And they try to hide those opportunities from people to say, hey, you can actually learn, but you got to do this right here. Yeah, force you into going to grad school and all these other schools where you can just get your real-world applications like, and them two months and my internship with the physical therapist, I like I learned so much like behind the scenes, like working with the cell and figuring out the uh, the pretest that you got to give patients. Like it's so much paperwork behind being a physical therapist, and rather than just saying oh your ankle sprain and that's something, you got to do the paperwork behind it. You got to pre- prescribe the medicine. There's so much that goes in it, and like I want to learn none of that if I went into this internship. And like I feel like the school systems and my curriculum, I'm speaking on my curriculum, like they fail us. They just Throw you a whole bunch of random knowledge. Uh, oh, the human anatomy. Okay, what's behind the human anatomy? Like, tell us how to treat that. Mm-hmm. You know, they just give you basic stuff. It's way more how to deal with people, different personalities. You got to take that into account when you're working with patients, all that stuff. And I think a, a really good example that everyone can agree with, no matter what you're, what you're studying in school mm-hmm. or what your job is, driving a car. Mm-hmm. You have to drive a car to learn how to mm-hmm. actually do it. Is the, yeah. Yeah. the car is the test. So yeah. Yeah. if I put my foot on the brake and I oh, take and I take it down to Prindle to the yeah. D, yeah. you know, do I know how to actually drive? Yeah. Do I know to make sure that I'm on the right side of the road and not the left side of the road? I'm in the United States. Do I know to obey the speed limit or how far my foot should go on the accelerator to make sure that I'm not going need for speed yeah. in a damn residential uh, zone? <laughs> mm-hmm. So you learn that as you acquire it because you have to go through it to understand it. Yes, they have to drive and examine everything, but you got to understand, you got to be in the seat yeah. behind the wheel, yeah. Yeah. foot on the pedal to understand how to go through everything of, you know, how to drive a car. If 
phase, obviously. What people don't know, I didn't learn how to drive till sophomore year of college. Mm. My first time. Big boat. <laughs> time out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me give you some context. Let me give you some context. Campbell drives a really nice muscle car. A right? boat. Uh, a challenger. A challenger. So you would think someone knows how to whip that thing, right? I just learned this information. So now when Kevin says, I'm coming to pick you up, I'll walk. Yeah. I'll take that Uber. That makes sense why he scooted up. Yeah. Driving, my first you know? time driving what? on a highway with myself, driving myself to college, sophomore year. Oh, which, which is why you parked so down far away from the curb when you're in the parking spot. That, that makes it a makes lot sense. more sense now. But, hey, man, it just falls back to not – I had to learn the actual driving myself. Like, I used to ride with people. They tell me what to do, but I didn't know how to actually do it till I got in that seat. Like, I used to be scared to drive on the highway when I first got on there. Like, I rode in a far right the whole time on my way to Greensboro. Well, I'm scared to now ride with you <laughs> now, but carry on. Hey. Chill, chill, chill. I'm, I'm good at driving now. I'm good at driving How many tickets you got? We're not speaking on that. Okay, we're not going to speak on that. Okay. We're, we're, we're not disclosing any information. Well, that's the best and most safe driver in this group. Um, what do you mean by that? I don't know about that. Who got us back from Raleigh? What True. does that mean? <laughs> I, got, I got us back safe. I got, I got us back safe. Then I did not. Okay. 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 Because guess what you said? And you were driving. Yeah. I hope you were driving. <laughs> right. That, that's, you don't get applauded for that. So, <laughs> so going back to the test, right? Like, you don't get applauded for things that you're supposed to be doing. Right. You were supposed I wasn't to be supposed to. You know how the parents say, why am I going to reward you for doing something you're supposed to do? You're going to get rewarded for things that you're supposed to do. You only get marked off for, you know, stuff that you didn't. Okay. But to my, to my understanding, it was a late night drive, was it not? It was. Two, three in the morning. It was. We're sleepy, and I got us back. So wait, can I get my wait. applause for that? Okay, thank you. Wasn't you sleeping in the back seat, Faison? I was. Knocked out. Wasn't who, you who sleep? sleep? I was not. Mouse. <laughs> that will be a lie. Mouse fell asleep in two seconds. But Campbell, you got to understand, if you're going to say, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z as my obligation on this exam, why do I need to give you credit for more than what you said you were already going to do? That means, because now, that means you're not learning it. That means you're doing it because you're already taught it. I also or I like was to told just, to do it. I also like to just clear up. I was not asleep. He was, <laughs> he was driving so erratically. I had to stay up. <laughs> and you know why? For someone who just learned how to drive a couple of years ago. But let me digress. <laughs> Miles was knocked out. I played two songs. in sleep. Sleep. But so we had brought up a point about uh, extra school. Like mm-hmm. master's degree and doctor's degree. And I feel like where school has actually perfected itself is in a doctorate. Mm-hmm. You have to do research. And yeah. You have to write this paper and things of this nature. And you're doing deep, deep research. If school was like that all along, we would have educated people all over. Mm-hmm. Like, true. the world would not just be full of people who, who don't know what they want to do in life, employees and things of that nature. Everybody would have their own and be working together. And so with that, I think, again, I can only speak for my major. The best thing for business majors is if they had started us off with a business plan. Mm-hmm. Freshman year, you're working on your business plan. Sophomore year, you implement the business plan. Junior and senior year is all about revenue and, and maximizing yeah. that business. Because mm-hmm. once you now graduate, you have a business. And, and that's what you came to school for. And so for me, it was like, 
okay, I'm business IT. I technically can go into the IT world, ooh, blah, blah, blah. But they don't teach you anything real about the real world. They teach you the basics in a perfect situation, yeah. like you said in engineering. It's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I When I had my internships, it was so many random problems that I've never heard about, never <laughs> studied about. You know what's the biggest uh, conflict that we were never taught about? Human error. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yep. That's what you're never taught how to deal with somebody who's also doing the same thing because emotion is never in textbooks. Yeah. You're just left with black and white words to say, hey, follow my instructions here. Well, what if those instructions are followed and I still can't get to it because the other two people I'm working with are doing something by their you know on their own. School don't teach me anger management. School yep, don't teach me right. communicational skills. Mm-hmm. They don't teach these life skills that you're prepared for, which is why you have to go through these tests in the real world to actually learn how to do things. These thick behind textbooks that are century years old don't teach you what's going on right now in 2022. Yeah, exactly. Just like with my internship, like having to deal with patients, like real life patients, like they're not going to want to do like the exercise you want them to do so now you got to make alternative exercise and like we we're not taught that we're not taught to deal with people like psychology comes in a lot with dealing with people emotions depression like they're hurt like they just broke their ankle now they can't work their job now there's financial stress on them and like now they gotta feed their kids their yeah. kids asking about christmas where's santa claus go this year like that's it it's so much behind it with the human era and it's like it's ridiculous and then with my major our senior year, we have to get 300 hours, 300 hours of internship hours our senior year only in one semester, which is ridiculous, which they should start you off your freshman year, getting those hours in, help letting you get real world applications instead of piling all on your senior year when you focus on what you're going to do after college. About a lot of this episode, you know, realizing that even when we're taking a test, you're still learning Sub- subconsciously in your mind. Yes, you have already have prior knowledge prior to the test, but then you also have stuff that you're learning in the present that you're helping yourself out to in the meantime. But also don't think that as a test is just something that is a piece of paper with A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. A test can be anything that you see in life. A test can be work experience. A test could be playing your PlayStation. A test can be cooking. A test can be whatever it's something that you're not used to and you have to challenge yourself to get to the goal at the end of the tunnel. So with that, I ask you, how do you learn when you take your test? And what do you do with that knowledge? Do you sit there and absorb it and wait until after the test is over to use it? Or are you adaptable to the circumstances at hand? And are you able to use what you're learning instantaneously with your brain doing this, understanding and absorbing the knowledge and taking into account to what you're doing so you're better off than where you were at the beginning. So I think that's 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 it for me. I mean, Miles and Kevin, y'all have any closing thoughts to that as well, please, by all means. Uh, I like your closing point. I'm not doing the... <laughs> <laughs> With that, I think um, tests are lessons to be learned. Tests are going to keep happening in y'all's lives um so be excited for them don't don't go into them closed-minded don't grow into them um overthinking just learn be present in the moment and find the good in it that's that's something i will always say about everything 
if you feel that the test is hard, that's because something great is going to come from it. Mm, if you feel okay. Like, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> Message. Message. <laughs> nah, but for real, if yeah. you feel like, you know, the test is slightly easier, then that's good. And that means that, you know, you, you've grown from your last test, and now this is slight work. This is just a normal day in the game for you. Agree with both of you guys. I ain't gonna take nothing, man. We just agree. Yeah, just, just be thankful for your battles. This is the way you're learning and becoming better each and every day. Just, just be grateful. Mm, just be, be thankful that you didn't learn how to drive in your sophomore year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, not only are you driving a challenge, <laughs> a big boat. That's like driving a Denali, dude. <laughs> I would love to drive a Denali. I used to drive it. Yeah, oh yeah, my well, uh, Miles to Denali. That day. Hey. Speakers bumping in that thing. <laughs> Damn, might need that joke back. No cozy cap. Mobile. The Cozy Mobile. Okay. Taking the podcast on the road. That's what we can do. Oh, that'd be a good episode. That would be a great episode. Coming soon. Coming soon. Stay tuned. We want to end off the main topic of the episode, but before we close out, we always have to do our cozy moments. And if you're new here to the podcast, our cozy moments is where the host and the guests that we have on the show are going to talk about what made them feel cozy. And cozy is anything that you can think about to your mind. That's something that makes you feel warm and safe and just enjoying what you're doing in the present. So, uh, Kevo, you want to start off with our, our cozy moment for the week? Uh, my cozy moment for this week, I got to talk to my nephews. I ain't talked to them in a while, saying they're doing good. My nephew just started boxing, so, hey. We lit. You want to teach him a little something? Mm, teach him a little something, man. Teach him a little something. Man, if y'all like... don't know, Kevo is a amateur boxer. <laughs> Emphasis on amateur. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, mama said knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think my cozy moment for the week uh, actually happened today. I got to talk to Paris. Uh, that's one of our mutual friends that I hadn't talked to in a long time. And it was a very, very good enriching conversation. It's always good to see like where people have grown and where they are in life and also just to catch up. And so that was my cozy moment for me. Mm. I, I'm trying to think of like what would my cozy moment be. I, it's been a really chill you know, last couple of days for me. Uh, I think my cozy moment then, I finished, I caught up on Insecure. And anybody in the group know I've been watching Insecure. I've been trying to catch up to it. Uh, uh, and be up to par with everybody else on black Twitter. Uh, and I'm finally up to um, notice. So, you know, we're Team Lawrence over here. If anybody else watches Insecure. Um, but, you know, they're shrugging their shoulders because they're, they're not cultured. They don't they don't <laughs> listen. They don't watch Insecure like us. Okay, we're Insecure Lights or whatever else the, the fans are called. Insecure Lights? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on? I, I just had to make up a word. Issa Rae, you know, help me out here. You can be on the podcast. We can talk about Insecure. It can just be us two because Miles and Kevin, they don't know what's going on. So hit me up on the line on the side, all right? Hello. <laughs> But uh, like a date offer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, hey, a cookout trade in New York goes. I mean, not New York in there. North Carolina <laughs> don't sound too bad, right? I'm just saying. I mean, if we shooting our shot, look, Rihanna. I mean, I know you with ASAP right now, and that's cool. <laughs> you feel me? But a young nigga from Maryland, all I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry, money bag don't got nothing on me. Oh my, oh, my god. god! I'm just saying. All right, there you go. You gonna have half a Memphis on your behind? <laughs> <laughs> But either way, after our play, uh, shameless plug-ins to who we want to hit up, we just want to thank all of our cozy listeners to a uh, listen to us once again. We do not 
take anybody for granted uh, listening to our podcast. We do these out of enjoyment for ourselves. We do these with the intentions of we don't care who's listening, one person or a hundred people or a thousand people. As far as we keep on growing, we want to make sure that we are moving and enriching the lives of the listeners that we have. But please also, we're also in communication. You know, follow us on our Instagram page, follow us on our uh, Twitter page, you know, reach out to us, DM us, you know, our our uh, topics that we want to have. If you want to be a guest, you know, hey, that might even be a possibility as well. We'd love to yeah, talk to y'all. Please reach out and DM us. Please be active and involved. We, we would love the uh, engagement. We have so many, so many big monuments. Why am I stuttering? Monumental? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Monumental things coming up and things of that nature, so. Yeah, I think our next episode is going to be reading dictionaries. So. All right. <laughs> and with that, be blessed. Don't stress. And stay cozy. Happy New Year, everyone.